and welcome to episode two, part two of Speaking About Forgiveness. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beyond Consciousness. It's really great to have you all back here and thank you for listening. In part one, we discussed the basics of forgiveness, just how it affects us and why it's so important. Today, I'm going to be giving you a few tips to help you out during this process, as well as giving a brief description of where my healing journey kind of started. As an example, I told you guys I was going to be telling you a lot about my background um, throughout this podcast and also just be giving you daily updates at times about what I'm going through in my mental processes and my healing processes and my struggles. Um, Just so you guys know, um, like I've said before, and I've had to reiterate, um, forgiveness and healing is a constant journey. It's going to take time and it's going to be a lifelong process. So it's really important for you to kind of get that in your mind right at the beginning and just really understanding how beneficial it is to continuously work at these things. So having said that, let's just explore the processes of forgiveness. Um, Again, this is just like the basic fundamentals. One, you need to acknowledge the pain. You need to acknowledge that there's something wrong, that there's something going on, that there's something that needs to be forgiven or something that needs to be healed. It's really essential to acknowledge and validate the pain we've experienced. Ignoring or suppressing our emotions only really prolongs the healing process I always tell people the first step to fixing a problem is admitting that there is one. You cannot fix something if you are pretending that everything is unicorns and rainbows. You really need to be honest with yourself and dig down deep to your roots and try to find the cause. It's never good to ignore emotions. It's never good to ignore the pain or anger that you're feeling. Any emotion really always need to kind of sit with it and kind of figure out where the root of the problem is. So that's number one. Embrace empathy and perspective, which we talked about empathy a little bit in part one. I think I may have touched on it. I honestly can't remember. But you need to try to put yourself in the shoes of the other person who hurt you. Understanding their perspective doesn't justify their actions, but it can help cultivate empathy and help facilitate forgiveness. For me, honestly, this really just means that you need to understand how this person is still dealing with their own pains and traumas and kind of recognize that they have work to do and understanding how it's affecting them now. Again, I feel like I have to say this multiple times um, just because I, I know this is such a big stigma of like, putting yourself in the person's shoes of who's hurting you and causing you pain. But it doesn't mean that we are forgiving them or I'm sorry, not forgiving them. It doesn't mean that we are giving them a pass or condoning the behavior, their actions, whatever. It just simply allows you to really get yourself in the mindset of forgiveness and love and sending that out into the universe. It allows you to heal. It allows you to move on. Number three, setting healthy healthy boundaries, which I think I'm going to make this its own episode um, in itself um, at some point because I feel like this is a topic that people really need to hear about. All these topics are that I'll be discussing, but setting healthy boundaries is something that a lot of people struggle with. I know for a long time I was the yes person, so setting healthy boundaries for me was a huge struggle. And sometimes it, it 
still is depending on the situation, but I have to do it. It has to be done. You come first. Remember that. You come first. So number three is setting healthy boundaries. Forgiveness doesn't mean we have to reconcile with the person who hurt us or subject ourselves to further harm. I've said this before. It's crucial to establish healthy boundaries to protect our emotional well-being. Do what you must do to make sure you're in a healthy, happy place first. Um, again, a lot of people like to be the yes person. They don't like saying no. They always want to go above and beyond to help someone else. It's kind of like that airplane crash scenario, you know, whenever the flight attendants are telling you, um, you know, going through the spiel that we all have to sit through. You know, you need to put on your oxygen mask before you put on someone else because you're going to be no good to help anyone else if you're passed out and you're depleted of your energy. So very important to set healthy boundaries. Number four is practice self-compassion, which again, I think I've touched upon this before. It just means be gentle with yourself throughout the forgiveness journey, throughout the healing journey, throughout life in general, throughout any process. Just love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Remember that forgiving yourself is just as important as forgiving others. You need to treat yourself with kindness, understanding, and patience. You are going to get frustrated along the process. You may be in the middle of forgiveness work at some point and start to feel certain emotions arise. It could be anger. It could be guilt. It could be fear, um, anxiety. I mean, any emotion that you can think of. It might be multiple. I know that happened to me plenty of times and that is totally normal. It's okay. Sometimes you have to, you might have to stop what you're doing altogether and regroup. Um, I know that I did. I had to stop a multitude of times when I started this forgiveness work because I would get so much anxiety and so much anger and sadness that I just literally couldn't concentrate. I could not move forward. It was absolutely debilitating for me. So... Um, you have to work yourself up to it, basically. Um, a lot of the times you're not going to be able to jump, just jump right in, especially when it comes to certain pains and traumas that you are trying to work through. So don't think that you can't do it. Don't think that you're never going to be able to do it and just give up altogether. It takes time. So remember that. Eventually you will learn to work through those emotions. And at some point they may not even appear again. It all takes time. Not every issue that you're going to do the forgiveness work for carries the same weight. So again, be kind to yourself. Remember, you will get through it. Number five is seeking support if needed. Um, this is a big one. And you can take this however you want. Again, I can only speak about what I've experienced personally, what I'm going through now, and what I've gone through. I'm only going to talk about my experiences and the way I went about things. If you want to go about it another way or not um, and do more um, or seek professional help or what have you, that is completely up to you. And um, again, I just here giving my experiences. So forgiveness, um, it can be really hard to do alone. Healing can be really hard to do alone. You may need support, whether it be therapy sessions, talking to a trusted friend about how you feel, or my favorite is talking to God and my heavenly staff and asking for help. So for me, I didn't always reach out for help. Honestly, um, it's because I felt nobody could help me in my situations. I also felt really embarrassed 
um, about my situation um, and just talking about like the traumas, you know, just having to sit down and tell some complete stranger, even somebody, you know, everything that you've gone through and maybe they know what you've gone through, but they don't really know how you've been feeling about it or thinking about it, what you've been doing behind the scenes. Um, they really won't know your pain and your traumas until you sit down and tell them. And a lot of people don't like to do that. Um, especially I think men in our society, uh, you know, because it's such a stigma, but that's a whole nother topic and issue that we can get into another day. But it's really important not to feel embarrassed. Um, I didn't want to be judged. That's another thing, you know, it goes along with embarrassment. You really need to find a trusted professional or trusted person or trusted friend, um, something to at least start to get uh, your emotions and everything out to someone you can talk to um, for guidance and for help. Like I said, if you need to see a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, licensed clinical counselor, a spiritual counselor, whatever it is that you believe in, um, like again, it doesn't have to be a professional, just someone. Um, really ask for help. Find some direction if you can. Um, don't wait as long as I did. Um, and another thing is it took me a very long time because I am a very private and independent person. And I think that just comes from the nature of really how I grew up. And um, we'll talk more about that I, later on and, you know, these episodes, but I'm still a very private and independent person, which again, that's not a bad thing, but when it comes to certain things and you really need to reach out for help, that's where it becomes an issue. So, um, it's kind of just recognizing when you need help. So it took me a long time to reach out to even my best friends who I've known since like the third freaking grade, shout out to them for dealing with me, um, just to even talk about what was going on. Now, I am the complete opposite. I will tell you, I know what it's like to have been in this journey all my life. And I know that talking about it is only going to help me and others, which is why I'm doing this podcast. Because um, I just want everybody to know, you know, like I said in the beginning, we're not alone. We're all in this together. This is a healing journey. Life is crazy. I'm here for you guys. So um, now, of course, I do talk about it. I'm here on this podcast talking about it, but I wasn't always like that. So my first line of defense, like I said, is always God and my heavenly staff. And then if I feel moved to speak to somebody else about what's going on, I will then reach out. But like I said, to each their own, however you guys feel about it. So that is the end of part two for the forgiveness work. Um, that I wanted to go over with you and just kind of really talk about. I want you guys to really just start um, marinating and what I've said and kind of think about how you're going to proceed and maybe some things that you need to um, start thinking about and working on. But that is not all. So those are the tips, but we're not done. I told you guys in the beginning that I would be giving personal examples and things that I do, whether they are past or current um, circumstances, excuse me. I will be sharing them with you. Um, I feel like if it's going to help anybody that's listening, then that and, and that it's important that I'm going to definitely talk about it. So this is where I get personal and a little bit vulnerable. Um, I'm not going to get into super gritty detail, but 
enough to let you guys know, kind of imagine what was going on in my home at the time. But if it triggers you, I'm sorry. It's just a little disclaimer. Um, a personal example that I can give you guys about forgiveness work and how I started working on it and even got into all of this is um, the fact that I suffered a lot mentally, emotionally, and spiritually because of my up upbringing. I grew up in a very fearful, chaotic household and suffered various types of abuse. I was really closed off as a kid. I didn't trust anybody or myself for that matter. I was very depressed, very full of anger, very much full of rage and was very um, violent. Now, let me say like I'm not a aggressive person per se or um, not that I would just lash out and like, you know, beat the crap out of people or anything. I don't mean that when I was saying I was violent or anything, but I was really just like prone to outbursts and any little thing could trigger me. And like, I would always get into crazy fights with my sibling or I'd always be extremely mad at the slightest things. And you know, the older that I got, the worse that I, it got. Um, because all I ever knew was fight or flight in my home. That's all it was, fear. I lived... Uh, and the fear-based setting my entire life. So that's all I knew. And because of it, when I got older and I became of age, I struggled a lot in my romantic relationships and uh, also my friendships. Um, anger and depression plagued me. I was terrible with communication because we didn't really have communication in my home. And if we did, it was really one-sided and a lot of it was hush-hush, even though you know everyone kind of knew what was going on within my home. Um, so everything that I do now, I had to learn and teach myself on my own. I have always had issues with trust and anger and everything. So I had to really reprogram myself and train myself that I didn't have to be the same way as my parents or anything else. And I want to do a quick aside because I've done the forgiveness work, I can sit here and say, I'm not trying to bash my family in any way. Um, I love my family. I love my mom and my dad. They are my mom and my dad. But there are things that happened constantly all the way up until my late 20s. And mind you, I just turned 29 um, that are still going on or, you know, the past traumas that they inflicted on me that I've had to work through and they're still working and, and I'm still working through. I just had to put that as a little aside. This is not a podcast to be like, oh, you should trash your parents and talk smack. Like, no, I'm just giving you guys this little disclaimer of what I kind of went through and a little snippet because I feel like it's important for you guys to know my upbringing, my mindset, so you can see how far I've come and how far you can go as well. Okay, so back to what I was saying, um, along with the anger and depression, communication, you know, anxiety. Um, I also used to have a lot of suicidal thoughts. I thought literally guys that my existence was a joke and that God, if there was one really made me to suffer at one point in my life. Yes, guys, I really either one didn't believe in God or completely thought that he was there, he or she, or whatever you believe in was there, but I meant nothing and that this was my personal hell. That's what I thought. So there's that. There are literally so many gritty details I could get into right now, but for the sake of time, because I could talk forever and ever and ever and ever and give you guys 
stuff about that, but we'll have plenty of time for that later. I'm just going to go ahead and move on. I just want to give you guys a brief snippet. My point is it took a healing journey and a lot of fighting for me to turn my life into the way it is now. And before I decided that I was fed up, I spent almost what I could say, um, eh, we'll say like maybe 23, 24 years of my life in physical, mental, and emotional agony. I just learned how to hide my emotional and mental instability well. And, um, it just continued to fester and cause turmoil in my life. I don't think anyone could really notice it um, unless, of course, you were one of my best friends that I mentioned before. If you were in a relationship with me, you could probably tell. But um, aside from that, no. I mean, I learned to hide my emotions and kind of just become almost like a statue with certain things because I had to. Um, I was like essentially a robot. Um, just because it protected, it's what I learned in the home and kind of protected me from getting hurt by other people. Um, having said that, one day I was really fed up with life and I don't know, I don't know what possessed me to pray because like I said before, I was in so much turmoil. My faith was like little to none, um, which is really interesting now that I think about it. I, I don't know, maybe I guess it's not interesting. I grew up in like a religious household. Like my mom, I remember she used to make us read the Bible front to back. And as soon as we were done, we would have to start over the next night and read again. I remember that vividly. Um, church, you know, I mean, she always preached God. I mean, very religious family, <laughs> which is kind of funny considering everything. But, um, you know, because even though I grew up with religious teachings, I didn't believe in it because of everything I had to go through, I guess. And I never really like prayed in the way that I did um, this particular night. If I did pray, you guys, which this is again a disclaimer, I used to pray that God would literally just have mercy on me and kind of take me out, if you know what I mean, um, which is horrible. So, I mean, but this night... I prayed and I asked just God, please, you know, help me figure this out, you know, get me out of this living situation, my emotional and mental pain, all of it. And I felt really different in the morning. Um, and again, I'll make this clear. This was not the first night that I tried praying, but it was the first time that, I, that I've done like a really heartfelt prayer and a really heartfelt prayer that was just asking for help. And not something that was kind of like just mocking, which is horrible even to say out loud that I used to even do mocking prayers because I just didn't believe in anything at the time. But the next morning, I just felt different. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I was diligent in my prayers after and that that one prayer cured everything and turned my life around because that's not the case. But I felt different. Um and now we can fast forward. I was probably like eh, maybe 25 or something at the time, maybe 24 going on 25. I'm still in the same situation. My fiance at the time has left me um, at this point. I'm forced to move back in with my parents and our relationship is non-existent because of the trauma that I've been put through. 
I'm even more depressed now that I've ended up at square one. So my life spirals even further, as you can imagine. (laughs) I was on my laptop one day, as I usually was because I'm full-time student and full-time employee here. Shout out to everyone who's doing that. (laughs) But I was on my laptop one day and I got like this really strong urge, just kind of stop what I was doing and just look up topics about like the subconscious mind and um, I don't know, just like biblical stuff. It was just super weird because again, I'm not that kind of gal. Was never, never was in the beginning, and it's just not something I never thought I would do. But I did it. I looked it up, and you guys, that's kind of where I started on my healing and forgiveness journey. Um, so in part three or in episode three, I should say, I will go ahead and talk more about just like the techniques that I've used. Um, I think I'll break up the techniques into their own episodes because it just doesn't make sense to kind of cram them into one. And they're all very different. Some of them are very practical tools that you'd be like, wow, Raquel, that's not even anything like super special. But believe me, sometimes you just need to hear it from another person a bunch of times who's been through it to be like, oh, maybe I should try it. So that's why I'm going to talk about it. Everything else is going to be something, maybe a mix of practical and spiritual or religious or, you know, spiritual or religious. Um, so that's why I'm going to split them up. So um, having said that, I gave you like a little bit of a um, snippet of my background of kind of what I was going through mentally and emotionally and my backstory again I felt like it was really essential so I do apologize once more if that was kind of triggering don't worry guys it gets better um I'm also going to be talking about in the upcoming episodes um about why I live the way I live my life now and why I think the way that I do Again, this podcast was created to help those out there who are struggling to make a change in their lives. Those people who maybe have been in a similar situation as me or are going through the same thing as me. Maybe you've gone through worse. And if you have, I'm sorry for you and I'm praying for you. Um, But I created this because I knew that this story needed to be told because I know that it's going to help somebody out there. So thank you for listening. And as always, if you like what you've heard or know someone who might, please share and subscribe. You can do so at beyondconsciousness.net. Thank you for listening. And as always, happy healing.